Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. Hey, Vet Church. How y'all doing? So I'm here in... <laughs> I'm here in Gulfport, Mississippi. Gulfport? Yeah. Gulfport. Gulfport, Mississippi, with the man who knows how to get some fish in the boat. Ray, tell us about it, man. About what? Like, uh, let's see here. I joined the military, like, I guess from the time I started, I joined the military back in 1989. And uh, back in Kentucky, I grew up poor, so it's either join the coal mines or join the military. Coma's doesn't sound real good to me. My dad joined the coal mines. He's in there. He's, he's taking a nap. He's got 30 years. He's got black lung. He's dying. He's got black lung real bad. I lost my brother in the coal mines. He was 27. I got a big dragon tattoo on my back. Um, dragon holding an orca over its heart there where you can't kill it. So he died at 27. He's got two boys. They're big boys and stuff now. They're like, one's going to be a physician. The other one's going to graduate soon. Your nephews. Yeah, my nephews from them. So, and then uh, at 18, I left home and then never looked back. And then How many years you did? 28? 28. 28 years. Sergeant first class retired? Yeah. Now, one thing I was so impressed about, and, you know, before I realized that this is what I should be doing right here, you know, I'm, I'm struggling myself. You, you, you've struggled a little bit. But one of the things that was impressive me was like there were good things going on like I'd get online I looked at things and one of the things that really got me going was I watched you go fishing with your dad and you would talk about it you do these videos <laughs> and it's crazy my man admit the legend that's my dad that's it <laughs> and we and we and, and like I didn't have a good relationship with my dad growing up now it's been much better um he got into therapy, he did a bunch of stuff. He, he started in first class, retired 29 <laughs> years. And, and, and so you know, man, it can be a little crazy as the son of all that. I mean, and <laughs> shadows. Yeah. And so, um, and so it, we, it was rough. And then um, my dad started going to therapy, and then I started hanging out with him. And then my mom got cancer. And, we, and, and during that time, it's almost like I became friends with my dad yeah and I remember like I bought you know I'm going through that I'm getting off all that medication I was watching these videos you put up I go fishing with your dad and dad and I haven't been fishing but he's done stuff to like this album here my dad put a ton of money into that um all kinds of stuff he did because he's like this is important you know and then and and I became friends with my dad and you're friends with your dad and that encouraged he's raised me ever since I was like one and a half yeah. And stuff, so. And he's a coal miner. Yeah, he was a coal miner and stuff for 30 years. I can't imagine. So, like, yeah, I, he's, he's seen people get killed. He used to come home, I think when I was little, he used to come home so cold black, back scraped up. Because back then, I mean, it was in the early 80s. They didn't have much, like, the breathing and all that. And his black lung is just bad. And so and he smokes and he won't stop smoking, but that ain't going to kill him. Black lung going to kill him. His lungs are black. And stuff, so cancer, he already had you no. Know, some surgeries and stuff for cancer, but it's black lung. He's 64 years old. If he lives to see, I'm hoping he'll live another 15 years. I'm like, I just bought my boat. I'm like, I said, Dad, 
I said for two years I did retire. I said, I'm gonna get them there here, go pour. And I finally got there. I said, you know what? After fishing for a year, I said, I'm gonna stay down here and we're gonna fish. I'm gonna get me a boat. You did, you moved and there. We're, and we're gonna go fishing. I said, once I get out of Hattiesburg, I said, I'm gonna get a boat. Two years I looked for a boat and then finally went to Mobile, Alabama, and I got on the boat and I didn't even look at them. I seen what it cost and I said, Can you can you give me these payments? I said, I got I have a mortgage, this and food, I got no money for it though. I said, I got my little savings, it's sound good. Can you make this payment? Yeah, I said, let me see your credit. My credit's good. Oh, yeah. I said, Dad, we got a boat. See, and, and I love fish. that, man. I love, uh, you know, you've told other veterans, you sit up there on your side. So come down here and go, I'll take you fishing. Go yeah, down. I tell people I got a room in there. I mean, this is a brand new house. I mean, I'll cook you fish. My girlfriend cook good. She's from Louisiana. She knows how to cook. And I said, I can cook fish. We had a big fish fry here at the neighborhood. Came over here. We had fish. We had six back. back. I was going to come try to play some music for y'all, but I never got here. <laughs> I, was, I was a little preoccupied. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, I remember yeah. thinking, man, I, one of these, I'm going to come over here and play music for your fish fry. Yeah, people want to buy a fish. You know, some of the guys, you got to have a commercial license to sell the fish. I'm like, I don't want to say, I, I've given like many, many hundreds of pounds of fish away. And I'm like, why? I said, God bless me. I said, I'm no church going person. I said, I used to go to church a lot. I said, I, feel, I said, I believe that I don't have to go to church to believe in God. I said, it's a funny thing. I said, I'd rather be sitting on a boat thinking about church than in church thinking about fishing. I said, but I believe in God, and he gave me the ability to fish and to put me where I'm at. I said, I will take people fishing and give them fish. And, hey, you can say that, maybe remember. Are we on vet church? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to make sure. Because I can run three accounts. And you, well, you say that, and that reminded me of like, you know, we did we started the vet church show because even I had with the Reverend Doctor and all that crap. Yeah, because people I couldn't go. Yeah, I couldn't go back to church, and then we started this up, and then we, you know, I did the communion on Sunday just like before people got outside of wire. But, um, but I, then I got to thinking that maybe the most holy and sacred of all this stuff. Is the stories like the idea of Christ and God is the story, and the idea yeah. of what you do is a story. And then I thought, like, and then when you said that, I thought, like, holy crap! I said that text that chapter because they was trying to come up to me and talk to some some preacher or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I said, does your does your church have a pond out front? <laughs> I was being honest. I said, this one guy was trying to hand like booklets out, and I said, sir, I said, I, I believe in church my own way, and I said, this this is just how I am. I'm really I'm really just hateful at times. I don't know how my girlfriend stays around me because I would blow off in a, in a tangent and stuff like that. And I said, you know, this, this is just me. I said, people don't like for me. The world's messed up. I'm not. Well, you've been going to vet church for a while now. So, like, <laughs> like, I'm like I don't know, you know. We all have a little bit of something wrong with this shit, right? I'm like, but, you know, like, man, Ray, when I think about everything we've been through, like, you know, everything you do. And I want to talk about what you're doing with the fishing stuff. It's been incredible. You two have taken, I don't know how much you want to talk about all the medication stuff we were talking about. Yeah, earlier. I take a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and we've both lost friends um, to suicide. A lot to suicide. And some here recently, I lost a guy up in Hattiesburg, Sergeant Douglas. Nobody didn't help. Sergeant First Class. And they said they was helping him. You, my dad, Sergeant First Class. Folks, if you don't know what a SARM, because we have people that are veterans, which is important on that church. And a SARM first class means, well, it takes an act of Congress to become a SARM first class. Yeah. It's a congressional signature. 
Nobody can just fire a sergeant first class, and there's only like two steps higher in the, in the whole army on the enlisted side. You know, there's officers enlisted, and this weird branch in between called warrant officers. Which I hope we get some warrant officers yeah, on here. That's what I tell, I tell kids nowadays: they say go warrant. That's the only yeah. way to be. It's in between that. everything. Because then you go, oh, I'm not doing that on that. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what it is. I mean, it's it's a good technician field to go become warrant. Yeah, and that's what I tell there. All my all the guys that are behind me. Um, I received the Samuel Sharp Award. I got a soldier named uh, David Tulip, and uh, and he was like, "Man, I seen your name on the Samuel Sharp Award. How'd you get that?" I said, "I didn't even know what it was. I got it when I was in Japan because I set up a lot of stuff in Japan with my buddy uh, Chief Luby. He's like a CW three, and they before I left there, they gave me. It's called the Samuel Sharp Award. I'm like, hey, what's it for? It's like um, a award for logistics and stuff. So." You know, making an impact in the community, and I made an impact on the community in Japan by shipping a lot of ammunition out, getting good ammunition in, taking care of the bunkers, adding to the community. Um, so, and then I received I'm like recipient eleven thousand four hundred thirty-two, and to be on that is like something else, like uh, the Audie Murphy, like said, yeah, it's a big deal. Murphy, so, well, and, and like so, so logistics. So what Ray did. For y'all, so SAR first class is way up there in the high, but it's it's not the highest of the highs. The guy that's like, it's like a colonel in the military. Any colonel could be a general. They're just waiting, you know. That they they they've proven that they can handle responsibility, and they're the people that are running things from the on the officer side. SAR first class is the exact same thing on the on the yeah. other side. They could all become overnight at any given time become the first sergeant, or and they move them right up to sergeant major. I mean, it's a little bit more, just like being a general is a little bit more, yeah. but you guys are doing the work. You're, you're like going over here going, no, 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 you can't do it that way. You got to do it. It's a lot of responsibility because every time there's a problem, you got to bring in Sergeant First Class, which you fixed. I've done my last a few First Sergeant first Superalis was a good First Sergeant, and uh, yeah, I had all these E8s, and he chose me because I just told I just stuck up to anybody. Stuff. So it's hard to do that. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I use tactical as you can, and I had, I had run-ins with him. First arm told her, Barry told her, he did not. I don't know what was wrong with him. Just, I mean, nice guy. Everybody has that back then. Just a little thing. People change over time and stuff. They let the, either the rank get to them or just the position. The stress and the stress on top of it because you're in that position. Me, I'm just like, I was stressing about the job. I never was stressing about nothing else. I didn't want to get anybody hurt. And that's when on my boat, I tell people on the boat, this is what you like to do. Some one guy made fun of me because I said there's no drinking on the boat. I said, and then the next day on Facebook he posts a thing going, ah, I'm drinking. I go have fun, and I said there's more people that want to fish in my boat that don't drink than the people that do want to drink. So if you don't like to fish in my boat and don't drink, then you know my brother said so my brother too out of Panama City would take people fishing all the time back before he he ran a dive locker for the boat at the dive locker down there in Panama City. He's done a bunch of stuff on the water. And for a while, while he was out here in the oil fields, while it was going hot, he he'd set up trips. People come when the country had a little bit more money and things were really good. People were coming down and fishing with my brother, paying him some big money to go fishing. And Marty said he would come up there and he'd start breaking out beer, and, and all you're doing is just babysitting a bunch of drunks. Yeah, and it's responsibility. The minute somebody steps on that boat, you're you're liable for them. Oh stuff. yeah. So I'm like. I mean, no. right now, people just flip gas with me and stuff like that. We'll go out there, I'll say, hey, I'm going out about 35 miles. It's going to cost, and if I have this many people, it costs, 
and it's way cheaper than what everybody, these charters are doing, these charters, and I'm not a charter boat captain, I go, I, you bring your own pole, I have a bait, you know, I got some water up front, but uh, it's just split the gas to fill my fill my truck if I can up and definitely fill my boat back up and stuff. Because these charters down here are like 200 something dollars. Just five people in a boat, it's almost 200 something dollars a piece. 200, 270, anywhere 250, 270 a piece just to go Well, and fishing. some of the big boats, they're only getting half a mile a gallon of gas, right? I mean, yeah. they're only moving then, from like here to there. Like the fish and stuff, yeah. So, like, and then the way they do the fish, and because like, I've went on those charges before, and I said, I'm going to get me a boat one day. I'm going to learn, and I'm still learning. We went out yesterday. We only got five snap in the mackerel. I didn't get skunked, but I'm still learning. And all these other guys are like, hey, we got our fish. Have fun. I said, I'm just starting off, boys. Hey, Doug Holman. You remember Doug Holman? Sounds familiar. Um, African American guy. Uh, Man, his name sounds. Sergeant first. Sergeant first class. Holman. He ran like he he was like. Oh man, I think it's, it's a soldier. I mean, like I don't really have any idea to describe yeah. another soldier. It's a yeah. soldier. Uh, I know because it's all you don't say nothing else. he's a soldier. That's it. And all you can say is like African American, Caucasian. Now I don't know what else to say. He oh, he loves fishing. Yeah. He would go to like he's he does charters. He's out of um. Columbus. Where? Columbus. Columbus, Georgia, right outside of Fort Benning. No. They, they own. That Thai restaurant. It's a Thai restaurant. It's a it's some of the best Thai food I've had in my house. life anywhere. It's called the Thai House. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. It's right outside. And, he loves fishing. I gotta hook you two of you up. Like yeah, he comes yeah. down and goes fishing. Like it's what the month of July. I think he said every year he takes on fishes from also home. Like he loves to go. Like to the down here, sheephead fishing is good in October and stuff. It's the ones with the teeth and they're yeah. it's good eat. Oh, he I I got a freezer full. I got a freezer. He had a fish fry. Cause and I still didn't put a damper in it. When the uh, when we went to Afghanistan in the BSB, you know, from Fort Hood. Mm. Now you. We met later when we yeah. came back to Fort Knox. Um, Sergeant Holden set the. Uh, he was the three. He ran the three shop. He, and then I, they I know him because I met everybody. Because I'm ammunition, so I, yeah, I, I met everybody. I was always in the. They made me finally start. They said, "No, you're you're a BSB asset." And they go, "Oh no, now you're a brigade asset." And then I went from so you BSB. Definitely, I had to go up top. And speak to the colonel, and nobody had ammunition, and they didn't want to listen to me. I was like, You have to listen to me, or you don't have to listen to me, and then y'all pay the price. He could cook. Yeah. Like, he, and his wife stayed back there, she ran that restaurant, so you know, he did the Geo Bachelor stuff for years, and you talk about sacrifice, man. But but he loves fishing. I fished there at Fort Knox, that cost me catfish, me and Sergeant Carpenter did. Are you serious? <laughs> no way. Oh, Stop, both of us. <laughs> Both of us was like, when are we going to go to Oprah Douglas, man? Let's go catch some catfish. I sure had to catch some strawberry chicken. Hey, we need to get Scott down here. <laughs> hey, Scott, whenever you get a break in the whole chemo. I told him to get down, down here and we'll go fishing. Down. I, mean, I already told him. I said, I got a room in there. I don't know if it'll fit your whole family. It's, it's, it's nice. nice. Hey, I'll tell you what. He, he, well, he, I put a picture of him and the kids and everybody up. You know, I went up there and... Um, Y'all do it, y'all. This, there's plenty of room right here. Oh yeah, I mean, you can put them in a. The girls can go take pictures outside. The boys there's beaches not far from here, and stuff. No, it's, you're closer to the water than I am. Yeah, Spring's I'm like 20, right 25, 26 minutes to uh, Long Beach, past Christian, Bay St. Louis, yeah, and stuff. Like there's a military base. Like yeah. once you get on I-10, Keesler's like exit 46. That's only like 
you know, 20 minutes away, and then 49 has all of them. That's where the big stores are at, all the stores. I'm far away enough from people, but close enough to go shopping, do this, go fishing. And your boat's big. That's my dad right there. He was taking a nap. How's it going, Dad? All right, I'm going out to smoke. <laughs> See, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> hey, lock him out. <laughs> well, once you start, you started, you know? Yeah, he's been smoking ever since this little, and like I said, when he, he'll get to smoke too much and then his oxygen level goes down and he gets sick for two or three days, he gets off of it, and he's, he's back up again. So I thought fishing yes, yesterday would make him sick, but it didn't. It's not so. I know I hate freaking that they're outside and I, I never get a fly in. So what you do, if you get flies in your house, you open up the window blinds a little bit. I know we keep my house, and they'll go in it because the heat, because oh, I keep my house like around 74, 73. And then at nighttime, Didn't you say the same thing when I said I was too hot. You were like, "Yeah, that's the same way." Yeah, I can't. Like, I'm burning. I mean, like I start sweating, and I got my house right now set on. That's because I'm like not even on camera. It's just my blood just—it's hot. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm like my, now. If I go anxiety gets too high and stuff. My brother lives on the ICW, and is most of the time on the ICW there's a bridge, you know. So I go somebody here back porch man and I'm, I'm it's hot but I'm okay because it's this mm-hmm. constant breeze of we live in Baker because we live like you you know you turn north off I-10 yeah and there ain't you know there's no breeze coming in well you do have some right you get there. a little a little bit of breeze it's and stuff right. but uh, like right now it's just hot when it's yeah. cold down here it's not cold to me yeah this, I know, this I mean, break heats up quick yeah and then yeah, it just right. retains that heat in the winter time if the sun comes out and it's, it's just nice here that's it, why I move out it's beautiful Fishing, I can fish all year round. So, so um, now we're talking about fishing. Let's talk about a couple things. You've got a fishing team, and and this is healthy stuff to keep your life engaged because most of the thing with those of us with PTSD and other problems, experience moral injury, experience some of the anger. One of the things we find, and you talk to me about, is you gotta have fun. Yeah. And so you, you're on fishing teams, yeah. fishing clubs, you go tournaments. What's, what's the name of your fishing team? I just call it the Wage Rage Fishing Team. Sergeant Robert Burton. We worked out in Afghanistan. I know you. <laughs> we worked out in Afghanistan one time, and I put him on a TRX, and he said, man, you ought to call this the Wage Rage Workout, because I, I was smoking his hand in there. This is when I was able to work out good, and he goes, you ought to call this the Wage Rage. Trademark TM 1019 be used by nobody else. And then from there on out, the people, when I got to my Hattiesburg thing, they said, man, you're crazy. They call you the Wage Rage. And then they called me the Wage Rage. And then from that, I did my YouTube videos. And like I said, I'm slowly but surely getting a little bit of followers. But on this app, Fish Brain, people see me. So I'll be fishing down there. I'll pass Christmas. And I said, I know you. You're the Wage Rage. So I just said, I don't make a Facebook. Back up just a little bit. Wage Rage on the Facebook. Yeah. What's this? Videos. The videos is Donald Wagers on YouTube. It's just Donald Wagers. Donald Wagers on YouTube. Let's get some yeah. people follow. Because I've watched your fishing stuff, and when I was kind of feeling down, I thought I need to go fish. I was up there with Ricky Schaff this summer, and um, I don't know if you remember him. He, uh, I can't. Ricky, I'm drawing a blank. I think one, two, one. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's one. I miss so many people because they have me in there. It's like I, I'm I, like some of the guys I met from Fort Bragg. They'll keep it as long as people keep in contact with me. I can remember. But as soon as otherwise, and like now that I'm doing this on Bed Church, there's too there's too many people. 
Yeah. We got over 3,000 vet church and it's going to grow. And then, well, I, I hope it grows because I think it helps people. Because Ricky said to me, he said, Nick, you, you talk about doing stuff fun, but you, here you are in Idaho and you haven't gone. He said this to me the year before, too. He said, This is the best trout fishing in the world. You've told me you like fishing. And I said, Next year you show up. Or whenever you get back over here, you better be bringing a trout a pole because we're going fly fishing. Because I've always wanted to fish up there fly yeah. fishing. And, um, and then I realized, even living down here, I, I'm, but it's good. I've kind of got a mission. I'm doing something, mm-hmm. but it's important. That, and I would watch those fishing videos that you put up. Um, now I'm just watching them on Facebook. But now if I go to what's it again? Uh, you can go to Donald Wagers on YouTube or um, Fish Brain. It's an app. Okay. It's a little app called Fish Brain. People people like each other on the fish, and they comment. And you can meet people in your area. And I'm Fuzz Seventy One on there. So you go write all this down. Rob Burton says wage rage. Yes. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so um, can, can you write that down about the app and everything, and then we'll post it after we're Yeah, because I, I got like 600 or something followers, and I'll be fishing down there, and these well, guys come up. Can you go. put a link on the comments? You yeah, can, I'll, I'll, I'll We'll do that. So when we're done, Ray will put a link up there. Let's, Just like it, people, it, I tell them, go, come here. I said, yeah. you know, I mean, I got I got fish in the refrigerator. I said, if you, you know, depending on your family, I got this is a big house here and stuff. I'm, I'm I'm trying to just help people out, especially my friends and stuff like Scott. Me and me and sorry, me and Scott, we went through hell before nights we did the shit we had to deal with and the people and you know the way they, the way they treated him. I talked to him when he was in Korea and stuff. We probably kept him more touch than anybody that I know of and stuff there. Fort Knox. Well, animal, animal handlers are a small tribe. Yeah, I mean, we it's, stay it's a group within the group. I mean, it's, yeah. and none of the war or any of that happens without you. And yeah, and Sergeant Blue, you know, I talked to him. I'll text him and stuff, and Bert and stuff. I said, oh, you made three eight. I knew, I knew he was going to make it. And I said, well, you got to stay three more years. I said, <laughs> yeah. after that, you probably would retire, because if you don't, your body's going to be so broken, you ain't going to be able to do nothing else. Yeah, I tell you what. Like the pain I feel, you know, I've had both my ACLs done. Yeah, I've got the stuff on my back. You were telling me about your leg, man. Yeah, I've had two knee surgeries. I've had an L5, S1 surgery. I've had a hip impediment, back surgery, neck surgery. Yeah, I've had a. You know, the guy asked me, so I went, I went to some specials, L4, L5, S1 collapse, right? And, uh, you know, just like you were saying, there's more as I can get up. I can't. And then when I start loosening up, then I'm then I'm all right. But like a day on the boat fishing, me and my dad we sit on my little boat. Yeah. We caught like Croker that day. I was videoing and seeing him Bill Fishman going. Yeah, we got off right that there. boat. Yeah. We was like, oh my god, because it's so small. <laughs> and the big boats come by. I said, that's gonna be two foot waves. And waves come down the boat. Scott, what you doing? Come on down here and go fishing, buddy. <laughs> I told him, I said, bring it. I got a boat. My boat will fit seven people comfortably. Yeah. Seven it's people. a big boat, man. Yeah, it is. You always got dual engines. Yeah. So you go out and go off once. I got all the I got all the inspected by the Coast Guard. I got all the live jackets. Um, I'm learning the water a lot better. Like, you know, oh, my electronics go down. Based off where I'm at fishing, I'm always looking at my compass. So... If I'm fishing on FH-13 or something like that, which is a fish haven, I go, oh, I know which way to go. Zero north. It'll take me all the way back into Pascagoula. And I just follow zero north. It takes me between both the islands. So, and if I'm in another spot, I go 30. And then after I go hit the islands, I go zero north. 
So, so there's a lot of safety involved. It's not yeah. a crazy thing. It ain't just go get a boat. You, no. You, I mean, I'm still learning. I learned. I've had, I've had boat captains go with me. Yeah. One guy from Megabyte Charts. He's taller than you. He makes you look short. He's like, he's in the seven foot. He's just a big boy, right? There. He is. He sits down in my in my captain's chair, and he, he can look over the top of my helm. I'm like, I have to stand up like this because <laughs> I'm looking for buoys. I don't follow the I don't follow the the navigation path yeah. that you're supposed to. But you can you can go shy off of it, but you take it you know a chance. But I got all electronics, and I'm looking for crab pots. That's what my brother does. He did. I mean, like when I go with him, you know, because I think Martin's been a boat captain for twenty years or so. Yeah, be a boat captain. I'm going no, because I like to fish with everybody. Well, no, and, and, it's a, and it's a lot of work. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. alcohol thing, like, that's, he refuses to take somebody there. You want a drink? Go somewhere else. Yeah. He's like, oh, you, you drank this morning before you show up? He's, I, I told him one time, he said, maybe I shouldn't say this a lot. <laughs> but he told me about a time when somebody got let out of the boat because yeah. they decided to start drinking anyway when they were, because when you flats fish, Sometimes you're fishing in this much water. Oh, yeah. So they get out of the boat and and they walk into certain places where even the boat is just too skinny because in the back, you know, and so oh, they're yeah. walking, they come back in the boat. They do that a lot of the marshes and stuff down yeah. there. Redfish, because redfish, you'll see their tail popping out of the water and they'll be laying up. And Man, I, kind of, I had a tarpon get one time. And so it was right before we in Afghanistan. I come down, my brother was like, we'll take you fishing. We always go do that, you know, and he's like, this, this will be like the last time you go fishing before you come back for more, you know, like, just give me the pump, you're coming back, you know, so <laughs> yeah. but in the back of your mind, we, nobody knows, we go, we just don't know, and, because uh, there's, there's plenty of folks that didn't make it back from that trip, and, and I'm, you see the tail come up out of the water, Mark's like, right there, right there, you know, like, you're trying to be quiet, I'm trying to be excited, well, you are excited, and so I cast out there, and I'm walking the dog, and I think, Walking the dogs a technique which Ray will explain to you when you come down. And that thing hit and I thought it was like that, you know, it's like yeah. out of the There's water. Bigger tarpons than that and stuff. I, I mean they had a pole bit. Everything. Like I went from zero to hundred, like we were doing shot out of the sky and coming down. And it was just and then it spit because the the mouth in a tarpon is like steel. Oh yeah. And Marty said I did everything right. Like I hooked it because I, I had it for a second or two, and then it just spit it out like it was nothing. And um, yeah, they start shaking that head. Oh, and it's, it's like it it's is. like a largemouth bass. It's like a snapper when you when you hook a fish from the bottom. Sometimes I get about around fifty to sixty percent. I can almost tell what it is when on the bottom. We were fishing yesterday at eighty foot, and uh, and then you can you can almost tell if it's a shark or if it's a snapper. My dad hooked a king mackerel, and I didn't know what it was because it was all over the place. We thought it was a shark. Sharks go everywhere. Like, I've caught black tips, sand, um, threshers, and it was a big mackerel. So it just, it's hard to tell when it's that because it just was out of nowhere. How was the meat? Keeping? Uh, yeah, you, you, everybody's eating mackerel patties. Yeah? Yeah, I mackerel patties. I, still, I vacuum sell all my fish. Awesome. So it's all vacuum sell. I put the date on it, put my name on it. And everything, what it is like. You know, I brought my cooler. Yeah, I'm, you, you I'm told gonna give me you some fish. I brought a cooler. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm, I got fish because I, I, like I said, I, I got the chance to go fishing, and so I when, when, we, cook, when we cook it, I'll do another video of eating. You can take the sheep head and you can make a, what's called like a crab dip out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You can take sheep, exact sheep head, and it tastes just like crab dip. You'll never know the difference. You know how? Because everybody came to my party. Guess what they were eating? 
She bit. And, it and was they tasty, all thought it was crab dip. It was crab dip. I just said it's crab dip. Right on. But it tastes, it's got cream cheese in it. It's got all the stuff. It's got crab bowl in it because there's a certain way you cook it. And it's made for it because most of the casinos put it in their stuff. The casinos do it. That's how they, because they just can't. Do you know how hard it is to get a bunch of uh, all those crabs together and try to crack them open to get that? It ain't happening. It, it ain't happening. It's they a do some of, it. of money. They do a lot of work because my girlfriend did it one night. We caught 40 blue crabs, and it is not easy work. So, sheep head. You could take sheep head and do it and mix it together, but you can just use sheep head and it tastes like crab dip. We had chips and bread. You can toast the bread and put it on it. And people like, don't know the difference. When we were growing up, we had, um, I, I, I got my geeks. Uh, Frogs? No, um, stingray. Yeah. Because I mean, out in. All day long. And nobody, and, like, and then when I got older in life, Yes, kill it. What, what? Kate's on, on the Kate's on the rage. She's on the rage. Yeah, because the shirt I'm gonna get is gonna be something like that. Rage on. Hey, Don't I, use this. I wish I wish that you I wish that I had it with me. I've made a um I made a t-shirt, it's a skull, and it's got for the eyes. One eye is Iraq, one eye is Afghanistan. The nose part is Vietnam, and then right below it's Korean. And it's like a it's like a skull head on a pike. And in the, in, the, in, the, in the top of the skull is the word heal, and on the bottom it says vet church. But like, heal the nation by doing huh. this, you know, like from all the crap that we've went through. Yeah, because you see these guys here, if you don't know it's in Gulfport, you can go down one, one street and uh, you'll see people like just back in the woods in their tent cities. And stuff oh, there's all like kinds that. of veterans. I've talked, I've sat and talked to veterans who are living out of the woods, and I'm like, hey, so. Uh, you know, I was, I was concerned about it. The guy told me, he said, man, I got money. Someone like it. I got money in the bank, buddy. He said, I got tired. I, he's like, I've got post-traumatic stress. My wife left me. She took the kids. He said, what the hell am I going to live for? He said, there it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. here. So there's, there's the there's the picture of the T-shirt. I'm picking one up Sunday to Maybe. Okay. So you got to do something crazy with him with your. Yeah, life. he's um he he's working on. He sat there for a few minutes and it was like a dragon, on on the tip of a pole. Hey, hey, he was a a dragon face and and he just sat there. Her, her son is like awesome at drawing. It took him like twenty five minutes and it was like a dragon holding a fishing pole and a big fish on this side. Within the thirty minutes, he had like a small design of it and it was like. <sighs> Yeah, and I was like, dude, that was that was bad. So that'd be awesome. Teacher. So um, you know, I'm gonna do that, and, and I'm gonna make mine's gonna be just like uh, everybody have their like names and stuff like that on it. Like my family have their names. Me, it's Captain Rage. That's what everybody calls me now, Captain Rage, Captain Rage. And again, some people make Captain they Rage. all make fun of me and stuff just because I, I rage at them fishing. But uh, a lot of the guys, but you're fun and it's a good release. And you're yeah. not screaming at your wife. You're not, yeah. but. I don't know. I'm yeah, a girlfriend. I scream at her now, but she, yeah, I got she's like, calm down. Calm Wait, down. You're not like in a Walmart trying to scream at yeah. people. It, it, the maladaptive practices that we tend to do as veterans are extreme. Or they become extreme isolation. Like folks never open their windows. They sit in their house and they're just drinking, 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 and taking all these Because you go drinks. like this. You get you go to the military, you're like this. And I got out of Yeah, it's an extreme crash, man. For me, it is. It is. It is for me because I'm like my parents come visit me. They stay months at a time, and I got. I love that too. They got their own room in there because mother, you know, other wives I had was was conducive, but they got their own room in there. My 
my cabinet stay full of food. We got fish out there. We go fishing. We fish from the bank. My mom likes fishing. We can go fish from the bank, catch catch our bait fish. I mean, it's just See, enjoy I'm, life. I love it because because you're not medication, right? Do you want to talk about that any? Yeah, I don't care. What do you so? What do you Let's want to see say? Here. About? Uh, they got me on mini press trazodone because I, I I shake in my sleep and I thrash. I didn't know I was doing this. My girlfriend said I was doing this. When I start sleeping, I'll start doing this. She's the one that I find out. I start, I start shaking and wanting to fight, and then I didn't know. I really didn't know where to put a camera on me and stuff, because I had to go. I took my girlfriend with me to see the mental health provider at the VA hospital. I went seeing counseling for almost a year, a year and something. When I was active duty in Hattiesburg. Uh, see, trazodone, mini press, vibrant for anxiety because of the CPAP machine. The anxiety is right now so bad it's made me have a high esophagus to the point where it feels like acid. So my eating, I'll eat something and I won't. I'll eat breakfast and I have to watch out what I eat. And it's like it don't really matter what I eat. If you yell at me and I get mm, just anxiety kicks in and then acid just. And but I've had the surgery too. So the surgery to keep you from having that, I can't throw up. I'm not. I have the fundification knee stone laparoscopy where they. They twist and everything to make that flap small, so I can't throw up. So what it is, it's that hyenoesophagus is doing this when my anxiety is like, and I get aggravated or mad, and then it feels like acid, and my tongue turns white, and then I don't, I lose my appetite and stuff. So they put me on like some Tiazidan, Bucyprone, it's like another strength of that, and then I got Xanaflex, and then I got Voltaren for my knees and back. They gave me tinge unit I'll put on every now and then. Did you give me an infrared one or they give you a bolt? I mean, I have an infrared one. I've got a regular one. Which one? My tinge unit. Tinge the infrared they just, they just uh, ordered me a new one from Texas because I had one that I had for over eight years and this one's like a total brand new one. It's so a lot I better. hope we'll have that infrared thing. Yeah, because I was a physical therapist technician so I know how to use that. Yeah, I mean, okay. I was like, they gave me that and then I got a back brace and then I wear that every now and then and that that thing really don't help. And they're like, well, we'll give you more shots in your back. And I was like, uh, no, because after so many times they give you cortisone shots, it starts breaking down your tissue. I've had like three shots in this, and then nobody has to be a doctor. There's no bumps over here. There's no hump on my AC joint. On this side, guess what? Big old knot because my AC joint's torn. Yeah, yeah. And then the one guy, the, at the, where did they tell, me this, tell them the story that you told me about them going, oh, you're fine. Yeah, the VA. So go to the VA. You gotta love this. Everybody knows them, did stories and stuff. Go in there, and the physical therapist looking at my arm, and I'm like, everybody knows it's range of motion. So when you do go try to get your percentage of disability or whatever, don't raise your limbs up so high because they don't care about your pain. And I'm like, can I raise it past that? Yeah, but if you put your hand on there, only thing you'll hear is from right here, you'll feel it. It's like a socketed car. Right there, pop, 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 all the way up. So I was like, that's as far as I'm raising my arm. He's like, really? I mean, this physical therapist rolled his eyeballs, and I wanted to choke him and stuff. And then he said, you don't have nothing torn. So went to there. I came back, went to my primary care manager. I said, here, and I literally said it loud. I said, here's the MRIs. I said, I'm retired, and I'm a veteran, and here's the stuff for uh, my torn ligaments that the physical therapist ever said I didn't have. Thank you. Please put this in my record so when they do look at it, and I walk off. Now, now I, will, I want to say this because because this is a bad story. I mean, this is a story of like somebody not doing their job and not giving two. Oh, sh- that's not even half of it. When I first did my service connected 
stuff and went to the VA hospital there. And everybody's is different. I talked to a buddy. His 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 uh, visit was totally different. Mine went in there. Older lady, she said that they should have kicked me out a long time ago. I made a complaint. I called uh, a lady in Pensacola, Florida, and they scheduled me a whole new physical because CMP. of her CMP physical yeah. because of her because she was like uh, they should have kicked you out a long time ago and and, and, and she she said a whole bunch of other things like and I said. You know what, one of these days she's gonna make somebody that's really got bad PTSD or stress and come in there and they're gonna kill her. They're gonna choke her kill her. I hope not. I hope not, but it's it's just it's that bad. I mean, I looked at her and I was like, put me out. Well and, and Ray, you know, like you even said it and you know, I I wanna hit on this. Like, there's some really good people to be in my like yeah. my group, our group events call for PTSD, as I've traveled around the country I haven't found another one. Anywhere. No, nobody's like, we don't have that. I'm like, wow, you know, because it, it's hit or miss. It's like these are Texas is good too. People, these are people yeah. that go to work every day, and some of them, their hands are being tied. They're not being given funds, and it's like, oh, hang on a second, we got money to throw away over here, but we can't because we, we, we signed a contract. You can do whatever, but take care of me. You'll take care of my body, and I will obey and do what you tell me to do. I will leave my wife. I will, in a lot of cases in our tribe, we'll lose our wife. We'll lose our limbs. We'll lose our everything we own. Our sanity. We'll lose ourselves. Yeah, I'm sleeping with this thing at night. I think you said you're on one too. See, Pat, I'm Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I feel like Darth Vader. And then Kate's like, it's so nice now because I can because I will stop breathing and snoring and. What I drove place and woke up there, because <laughs> I, you know, they, when they, they took me off the ambulance, finally put me on a trisodone. Now I don't use that. I'm in Florida. We have medical marijuana. You don't have that here. It's not even an option. No. What What is going on? I hate seeing me on marijuana. I probably need to clean the house. <laughs> you blow right on up. <laughs> but no, I'm not, I'm not getting weight when I got up because I can't really exercise, and I'm starting to get it back off because I can't eat because it's acid reflux. Wait, now I'll tell you this. So when I was a kid, you know. I think everybody, it's all year where all these young soldiers and they don't realize it. They're like, I want to get out of I'm tired of this. I go, when you get out, kids, guess what? You know how much your parents pay for medical? And I try to tell these people, a lot of people, for one emergency room visit, okay, I TRICARE, one emergency room visit, all I pay is 60. I had to go because my uvula tonsils were swelled up so shut. I got sick and was sick for like, like two months. I was sick on and off. I was sick amoxicillin doxycycline i kept i was halfway good and got back in i went in there and they gave me a shot inside of my throat and finally it sweated finally went down but an emergency room visit for that emergency room visit was 1188 plus eight thousand dollars for the cat scan and 122 dollars for medical supplies all i paid was 60 bucks in that part i'll look i've had how many like panic attacks? Several. When I, I, they've kept me in the hospital because I'm thinking like, have you ever had a panic attack? Man, it's, like, oh, it's, yeah. like, it's like somebody on your chest, and and we're in our forties, man. This ain't no joke. And I'm like, you're scared. Man. It's going, oh, yeah. And, well, and then I've got this. I've got a torn, a, a, a tear in my rotator cuff, which I went and finally got sent off, off the you know wherever to do talk to a specialist. The specialist is like. 
how much pain is he? That's what they tell me. How much? Because then he's like, well, if you're not hooked on the pills, I'm not going to do surgery. That's what he need to do in my back. He need to do your, and and it's weird. I'm not complaining. I got things good. You know, I think yeah. I think I'm pretty freaking lucky, man. I mean, even with all the pain and everything, and even with trying to fight with the VA, I, I still got it kind of good compared to what the rest of America has. Yeah. I mean, like you imagine, we went off to war. We've been at war. This is the longest war this nation's ever had. And we have people in America, and they don't have any health insurance. We have people that their businesses have shut down over the health insurance. Health insurance. Help people, kid, kid. Try to tell these kids money and everything. I'm telling you, better look at the health insurance, the dental plans, and if you can get time off, money will come. But that medical, if you ain't got a good medical and dental plan, you'll be paying more than what you're making if you don't have a good medical and dental plan. That's like I pay it to Tricare Dental. My little Tricare, because I pay thirty-three dollars for that, it comes out of my retirement check. I, I didn't buy it. Yet. Can I, I still buy into it? I think, yeah, it yeah, I think so. You can, because I got my teeth cleaned just to get a teeth cleaning and all that next race. Good. Kate's a dental. Well, good for, for a couple more days. Kate, Kate's a, a dental assistant. Yeah, and it's like expensive. So I bought into it and everything, and, and it's worth. It. I got my teeth cleaned. I'm out 47 years old, got all my teeth are crooked a little bit. It's like 30 bucks a month? Yeah, they take it out of your uh, retirement check. It's like 30, yeah, 30, 32 or $33 a month. I can do it at the VA right now because they did, uh, I had an orthogonathic surgery. They, they messed up my mouth when I was enlisted. But I was in Germany when it happened, right? And so uh, I had, had $50,000 worth of surgeries with the doctor told me. He said, yeah, they hear about it. You know how they are in the army because Who's counting, right? Yeah. So, but but the army did the surgery in Germany because over there they take care of you because you can't you don't have options like you here in the states. And um, and then it got worse after we came back from Afghanistan, so I had to have braces again. And just the other day, um, taking an extra round because I was hurting. I came back from uh, that long trip. I was hurting. And there's a little abscess in the bottom of the tooth. Where I've already had a root canal, so it's gonna have they're gonna have to go in and redo my root canal, retreat it. That's, that could be a thousand something bucks. I don't have a thousand yeah, something that, bucks. Yeah, that's weird thing. You it'll pay like eighty percent, I think. It pays up to about eighty percent. Which having dental care and just that would be two hundred rather than eight hundred more. Yeah, and I gotta go fishing, so that's like <laughs> fishing. Let me see this or go fishing. I'm like. And like today, in my boat, it had them little bitty scratches on the bottom of it and stuff where I where it messed into the glass. Yeah, but you gotta uh, do that. Yeah, so I'm I gotta kinda, fix I'm, I'm not glad that you're not out there in the water. I'm glad that I'm sitting here with you. Because yeah. we've tried this a couple times. And, and, I'm fishing, and, man. And, and now I've got, that's what you told me before. No, you're like, I'm fishing. Fish. Now I'm fishing. Take a break, fish, fish, <laughs> fish. I think I'm gonna take a break, then fish. And I got a, like my dad fishing with me, and then I got a buddy at Chuck, he's 70 years old. And if anybody gets in my boat and, and they say they're tired, I go, whip. Because my dad is 64 and can't hardly breathe half the time, and Chuck's 70 and has COPD. And them two right there, if you're younger than them, you complain, I'm like, you're wimps. Just, you don't need to be fishing with us. You're not hardcore fishermen. Because <laughs> we go out there and fish. I mean, we fished like all day. We fished all day. It was like 90. This seven-year-old man was over fishing time. Drinking bottles of water. Just water. Down in water, Powerade, eating a little bit of chips, eating some jerky. And just, he was just like, and I was telling everybody, I said, because I'm, I'm in charge of one. I'm like, everybody drink water now. 
Like, I feel like I'm in a, and I'm still doing it because sometimes I feel like I'm still in the military somehow. I'm like, if I drink water, oh my god. Hey, so, so Marty would go out there sometimes and he would, depending on what they'd catch, he's like, we eat sushi. Yeah. Like tuna and stuff, when you go, I'm going to do a tuna trip probably in, because I don't feel comfortable yet going out that much further because I'm going to go down to Venice, spend three days in Venice. And then I'm going to go out, leave out the, uh, the river down there. It's 30 miles out the river is what it was where one of the oil rigs are at. And then I'm going to fish that during the day and night. But between now and then, it's like I just got my boat, so I'm learning more and more navigation, you know, learning the lay of it. No, feeling comfortable about my boat, and that's what I'm doing. Well, you know, my brother told me something. I got a sailboat in my backyard. That, but I've been meaning to sail for about three years. It's still sitting there. And it's going to another veteran. I got a veteran coming and pick it up. And, uh, and that's cool because that's what it was meant. It was given to me by another veteran mm-hmm. too. And I just can't get out because I started doing this stuff, you know? And, um, and that would go on full time. And there'll come a time when I'm done. But my brother said, when, you, when you're done, you get your boat. He said, what you do is you spend about a year. And, and he, and he, he said, if you'll go every day, you can do it in five, six months. But he said, you have to learn how your boat handles. Yeah, in every types of water, like I was out there in almost 18, 19 mile per hour wind and that twin V catamaran and it was like three and four foot rollers, like and I was like, at one point my butt cheeks was like, because it felt like it was going to flip, but it didn't flip and and I handled it. So anything, I don't never want to be in that situation because it's not good fishing. It's not fun to fish in that, but now anything below that, I'm like, I'm handling my boat you know better. Yeah, because it's like with my brother, you go out with a boat, like with my brother on a boat, it's just like you're on the ground. And, it, 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 he, and so, folks, when he says, when Ray says four foot seas, what that means is that the wave crests like this at four feet. Well, that means there's also goes up here like this <laughs> and goes down. That means from the top to bottom is eight feet. It's in, in, you know, like, so what you're, you're experiencing with this catamaran is like, whoa! Yeah, and you have to keep the boat into it. Yep. So, I mean, I've watched other people do this, so this thing's something that you, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I, my buddy did it, so I watch him, you watch other movies, and I took a boat out there, and we thought it was going to be all right, and it wasn't, and I was like, I know what to do. It's in, like an instinct. I'm like, fight or flight. <laughs> but... My buddy Chuck, he's 70. He knew my boat could handle it because he's been in it. He's yeah. 70. He's, his man was a nuclear engineer in, in the Navy. I mean, he's done. He's like my brother. He's been in water for so long. And he's been boat camp and he's yeah. done it. He knows. So he's like, I have no problem about this boat. Your boat can handle about anything. That's cool. And it's good on gas. You see, that, that helps you grow. And like, man, I love to go fishing. You just, I'd love to just stop and go fishing with you, even if it's just a Slick is the last day, which many um, days. There's that, it was slick yesterday, and I was going 30 mile an hour with that catamaran. It was just oh man, yeah, 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 off the top of it and everything. So it's just beautiful and so that's My drummer out of Pensacola, he's got a uh, what's what's Dan's? It's a 19 footer. It's a single engine, and but we've had some, we had some fun. He's always like, come on, man, let's go. Of course, last year he had his shoulder totally replaced, which. That's a, that's a huge note. Yeah, see, I'm like... Thank you for joining us for part one of this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.